Aham Brahmasmi listeners, welcome to yet another episode of yet another podcast with our brother Sumit and myself, Tanvit Singh. Welcome. <laughs> Yo, what is this voice, this like sexy NPR thing you got going on? What are you doing? Oh, we got to start over. <laughs> Why? <laughs> nah, this is this is staying in there now. <laughs> I, want, I want listeners to know what I deal with. <laughs> I was trying to do a thing, but I don't think it ended up being funny. <laughs> yeah, I just came across very like <laughs> creepy, sexy NPR. Like, <laughs> okay, needless to say, I just finished Sacred Games. Okay, finally, fucking finished Sacred Games. It's been so long. It's been out since August fifteenth. It's now September 11th. Hashtag never forget. Um, and now I finally finished it. I finished it over the weekend. It's about damn time, bro. Like Fuck season three is about like coming out like next week. No, it's not. Are they really <laughs> making a season three? They really shouldn't. I have no idea. It was terrible. Uh, so anybody that still hasn't seen it, spoiler alert. It sucks. Don't watch it. Just save your time. Don't waste your time. It was... I have so many thoughts about how bad this show was. Or this season, sorry. The first season was amazing. The second season, I just feel like they try to cram so much into such little time. Like, so many stories and subplots and... Oh, my God. Jeez. I was not I was happy. lost. I, I was, was lost, yeah. honestly. I'm like, do you expect me to go back and watch this shit again? Because I already started watching it again. <laughs> Did you actually? I can't get myself yeah. to even like think about watching it again. I started uh, season one again, but I haven't even gotten through the first episode. But I was like, I really want to understand like every little bit, but there was just so much. It was too much. At some point, they just lost me. Yeah, it was just too much back and forth between time periods and timelines and storylines. And it's like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and the dude's face doesn't change much. So it's not like, like, I remember watching Narcos and they did a lot of back and forth the same way. And they did a great job of like dyeing his hair a little bit of gray, you know, putting on a little bit more weight or whatever, just to show that time has passed. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and these guys, Guy Tonde fucking looks the same when he's like 19 and when he's like 40. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell what year you're in right now. Can you yeah. just stop? See, that's so, the thing, man. I, I feel like there is a lot of flaws, a lot of gaps, a lot of holes in like the plots, the storylines, just in general, like uh, the characters themselves. It just didn't make yeah. any sense to me. Like I was, I was legitimately lost. I, I start lost. to make some sense of it at, towards the end when things start to like kind of tie together. But yeah, outside of that, like I don't know, I wasn't impressed with the season. I thought they could have done a lot better, a lot especially better. if they want to follow up an amazing first season. Yeah, and this kind of goes back to that episode we talked about sequels, right? Oh, Essentially, yeah. if you look at sequels, right? I always I always say that the sequel is never as good as the original. That's I true. Have a pretty good man. example of that. <laughs> yeah, man, it was. It did not. Did not live up to season one, and then the and then the ending. How you how are you gonna how are you gonna do that? How are you not gonna tell <laughs> us what the hell happens? What the hell? 
That's the thing, man. It's the cliffhanger. They, they're def- I have a feeling they're definitely going to make season three. I don't think it's been greenlit yet, but I'm sure it will at some point in the future, probably soon, once everybody gets around to watching it, right? Now, if they make a season three, it has to be better than season one to yeah. save the series, right? Yeah. Like I can't, I can't see it being just slightly better than season two because then it's like, ugh, season yeah. one was still better, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But uh, I'm glad you finally finished it. It's about time. Yeah, I also finished watching Travis Scott's documentary over the weekend too. I caught up on oh, my yes. TV this weekend. That's all I did. I did a lot Sometimes of design. You need work. those weekends, man. Yeah, did a lot of design work, but then I just like the time that I had that was free. I just caught up on my TV and relaxed and just didn't do shit. Um. Dude, that documentary was amazing. So good. Yes. So if you have not seen it, I do recommend you watch it. Yeah. I think it's just interesting. Sometimes you get a kind of a behind the scenes look at, yeah. you know, just kind of the life of a rapper and, you know, what they're doing behind the scenes. Because, yeah. you know, a lot of times like, you only know somebody through their music. Mm-hmm. And that's not really an indication of who they actually are. Because, you know, sometimes they address things in their music that, isn't truly what they're experiencing, but rather the things they've experienced around them or other yeah. people around them have experienced rather. Yeah. So, you know, it's a little different look. It's a little bit more of a humanizing kind of look at, you know, your favorite rapper. Well, one of my favorite rappers for sure, but like just in general, like these behind the scenes types of documentaries, I always find them so interesting and fascinating. Um, I know there were some people who I spoke to about it and they were like, oh, it was good, but I wanted to see more of, his like upbringing his background like you know where he started how he started things like that i'm like that's fair i've seen documentaries like that as well um about other rappers and i think biographical right but i think like that's i mean he's not like old enough to have like a full biographical documentary made about him just yet right like he's still a young guy right i don't know if he's like 24 25 26 something like that he's in his 20s yeah yeah he's a young dude so like he's it's just really getting started in his career um, yeah. But I did enjoy it simply because it covered a lot of Astro World, and Astro World for me at least last year was the most played album on Spotify. Oh, nice. um, yeah, good ass album. Uh, I still listen good to it sometimes. Album. It's yeah. great. Yeah, my favorite track is "Stop Trying to Be God." Such a good track. Yo, mine too, man. That's yeah. my favorite track. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, obviously, shit, obviously. <laughs> at this point, is anybody else surprised? <laughs> Yeah, what I loved in the documentary was like the paradox that uh, that they would use, like how they would show like scenes of him, like you know, at the concerts, like straight, just like raging, and then it would cut abruptly to a scene of him, like, uh, like you know, playing with his daughter or whatever. Like, it was yeah. crazy. Like, it, it's like that balance in his lifestyle, kind of. Yeah, it was really, it was really cool to see that, you know this is like his real life. Like he's trying to do it all. You know, he's trying to be a father, trying to be a good husband, trying to, trying to be a rock star. It's wild. It was a good documentary. Definitely recommend it. Good. Yeah. There were some scenes in there that was like, I just felt like watching them from his perspective Uh was so fascinating. Like the, you know, when, when uh, people who'd go to his, his shows would like pass out in the crowd or something like that. Right. Or somebody would get hurt or something. And they're literally just like, like, carrying these bodies towards the stage or whatever so that security can like help them out or whatever yeah like seeing that from his perspective must be so insane it's i feel like i've seen that as an audience member yeah but like i've never i could have i can't (laughs) 
could never have imagined what it's like from his perspective when you're on stage you're performing yeah. and you're kind of the reason this person ends up this way you know in a sense yeah. dude that used to happen i remember back in the day michael jackson concerts that used to happen i remember when i was a itty bitty kid uh, Michael Jackson came to India for the first Yo, time. You cannot use the words itty bitty kid and Michael Jackson in the same sentence. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shut up. Too soon. Uh, I was a kid and Michael Jackson came to India for the first time ever. People were like lined up, standing in crowds for like hours, like hours, like the whole day in the scorching fucking India heat. Uh, and people were just like dehydrated, passing out, just in anticipation of this guy showing up. Like it was crazy. So, yeah, it's uh, it was definitely interesting seeing. I have that. a, that I was have such a, a weird visual that you gave me that I saw. Well, the, you're the one who it, said it, and it gave me the visual, so it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, like people passed out, like those bodies just being like carried across, like just being carried across the audience and across the crowd. Oh, crazy. you're talking about that visual. My bad. Yeah, not the Michael Jackson <laughs> visual. Come on, man. How is it too soon when I say it, but when Dave Chappelle makes a whole special about it, it's not too soon. Did we talk about that? We talked about that last week. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No. Um, (laughs) Anyway, um, speaking of kids, (laughs) um, we have good news, but we are not allowed to share. But um, basically, Simmons and I are extremely ecstatic. We're having a baby together. No, I'm just kidding. Yo, pause, please. <laughs> uh, no. One of our, my name is Sumit Singh, and I do not approve this message. <laughs> one of our friends uh, just had a baby. We are so, 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 so happy. Um, both of us are going to be uncles. Uh, so, yeah. Not for the first time. I have like not for the I've first been time. uncle to a lot of people. <laughs> a yeah, lot of yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's the thing, like. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you either, listeners. Like, honestly, when we got the text with the photo with the news, literally, 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 I was in tears. Like, Yo, I, I could not. Let, and this has never happened to me ever. Like, no, I shit you not. You know, I hope my cousins and everybody else that I know that I'm close to is not listening to this podcast. But, like, never have I ever cried out of joy at the birth of anybody else's kids no offense i love every <laughs> children i swear to god it's just one of those things like i don't know what it was but like i started thinking about it like it's just as soon as she sent the message i was like wow and i texted the group remember <laughs> i sent you guys a message i was like guys i don't know what's happening literally i can't stop crying why am i crying yeah i remember that i was you know, i was in tears too man it's like you know there's a lot of like okay as we get older you know we went through this phase where all of our friends were getting married right yeah. i'm still going through that i feel like Me and too. then now i'm hitting that phase where all my friends are having kids and i'm like yeah, yeah that's cool guys <laughs> <laughs> i'm very happy for you I, mean, I can't stop crying about it but shit, yeah <laughs> yeah I, and i thought about it too and i thought about I think it came down to like, you know, just how much impact somebody has in your life, you know? And like, um, I started thinking about like what that means 
for creatives, what that means for entrepreneurs, artists, mm -hmm. things like that. Like everything we do, we do because we have this innate desire to leave behind a legacy, this need or this desire to have an impact on the world, a positive impact on the world, like leave behind, you know, our mark and not be forgotten or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people in our lives, like our friend, like she's had such a tremendous impact on me. Um, you know, she's been there through some of the hardest times, darkest times in my life. And I think, you know, that's, I think that was the emotion that I was channeling. Like, wow, I'm so happy for my best friend because, you know, this is such yeah. amazing news. Like, it's, it's so crazy. It's like one of those things where you, you know, it, sometimes they say that, you know, a friend can often be closer to you than your own relatives. It's like that. It's like that feeling, right? Yeah. So, like, when you, when you say that they have this new thing now in their lives that is providing them with such happiness, it also makes you happy that that's there, you know? Yeah. Uh, whatever it exactly. may be, whether it be having kids or, you know, other, other news that's, that's shared, but, you know, things that are positive that are happening to people and you just want to feel happy for them. And sometimes, yeah. you know, you have these kind of overt emotions as a result because, you know, you feel like it's an extension of you that's also experiencing that happiness, right? Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Um, crazy. So crazy. But it's important. Um, it kind of makes me think about, like, this concept of having, like, a support system and how important that is as well. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. um, oh, the this is actually a perfect segue. I, I wanted to talk about this um, because uh, I've been seeing a lot of stuff on social media about it, uh, about it. Uh, it is National Suicide Prevention Month this month, September. Um, and um, I wanted to talk about that, but also talk about like, you know, like when I went through a really, really, really dark time, um, having a support system was one of the things that got me through, you know, and uh, it's so important for people to realize and recognize who their support system is and I think once you do that, you like this is definitely something in my personal life that I've started doing differently. You start dedicating more time and effort towards those people as well. Yeah, you know I mean, like I'm more conscious about who I give my time, effort, and energy to now. Before yeah. I feel like it was free range. Like I'd be like, oh, hey, random stranger, let me give you all fucking you know attention in the world but now i'm just like very selfish about it because i'm like okay like you know time is a currency you know what i mean like and so i need to spend it wisely and be mindful of where i spend it and how i spend it yeah uh, that's a good point yeah. man I, I think uh you know i i know it's you know it's one of those months that like you know it's it's put it shedding light to something that needs our attention um you know, because it's like one of those things that ties in with the with all this stuff that's been going on lately with mental health and stuff. And um, <clears throat> what's his name? Uh, Trump, of all people, is uh, now looking into new alternatives and new methods of being able to research mental health as well and addressing those things. Oh, um, I mean, if he's if it's truly what he's trying to do, great. 
you know, because it, it needs to be addressed. Um, yeah. And we don't do enough of it. I think it's because, yeah. you know, some people are just afraid to talk about it, right? It's like such a serious and kind of, I guess, it's like, a, <laughs> I wouldn't say taboo, but like, you know, it's, just, it's not a sexy it's a disease. To have, yeah, right? it's not a sexy illness. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Right. Like, even in illnesses, there are some, there's some things that are sexy that are, and others that are not. You know what I mean? And it's just one what of the those things. sexy illness? Dude, like, yeah, I feel like cancer is a sexy illness. You know what I mean? What? Like, yeah, because like and, people. Okay, well, define sexy because I don't think okay, that's. <laughs> sexy as in like, as in like, it's easy to get behind. There's no question that everybody hates it and mm. people will run for it. They will eat for it they will fucking fast for it whatever you know what i mean like they'll do anything <laughs> so when you're like hey you know it's breast cancer awareness month people are like yeah fuck breast cancer and like you know everybody's behind it. it's like a it's like a undebatable thing like nobody's questioning that people die from breast cancer i feel like with mental health it's still as real as breast cancer you know what i mean like it it still takes Absolutely. people's lives but people are still in the gray about it. Like majority of people are like, ah, well, you know, maybe they're just, bomb, you know, <laughs> I mean, like maybe they're just sad. Maybe, right. uh, you know, they're not a hundred percent sure. So they can't hundred percent get behind it. So that's why it makes it not as sexy. It's a, it's a, it's a the ugly duckling. Yeah. I think you know, the whole idea of like suicide or mental health, there's still a stigma around it. And until we shake that stigma, that's always, I think <clears throat> going to be an issue. Um, it's just, like you said, man. Yeah. Okay. Sexy is probably not the word I would use, but um, <laughs> I think it's just because it's uh, cancer is the one thing that we can somewhat understand because of science, yeah. right? There is no exact science yet to determining mental health and, and illness in that sense. Right. Um, I think yes it's, it's and no, yeah. It, it, no, no, like definitive. There's a lot of like research, and there's a lot of like, but it is more <coughs> complicated to understand. One hundred percent, it's not yeah. as black and white as, hey, I see a tumor that's going to kill you. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's not as definitive. I feel like. Yeah, there's indicators that kind of you know give you the insight into what somebody's going through and and dealing yeah. with, right? Um, man, there was a, a metric or a statistic I saw. I can't believe I can't remember if it was this morning or what. Uh, or where I saw it, I thought it was a notification, but I'm looking through and I can't find it now. But um, uh -huh. it was pr it pretty much like every 40 seconds or so, somebody commits suicide in the world. Like oh, that's wow. that's how serious this issue yeah. is. Yeah, 40 seconds. Yeah. Right. Like that's insane to think about. Yeah. That's and crazy. so I feel like if people were to kind of understand that aspect of it, because I think when when people hear the word suicide, they think, oh they did it to themselves so they must have been in a bad place like that's yeah sure that might be an element of it but there's a lot more to it there's right? a lot to it i mean <clears throat> like there's just so much to it man like you have to understand that the brain is a very very complex organ and it's capable of basically like controlling your body like your actions so when people are like oh they choose chose to take their own life or whatever most of the time i feel like that's not really the case you know what i mean like your brain just takes over you and it becomes really hard to control you know what i mean and then you end up doing shit that you would regret or you end up right. doing shit that you normally wouldn't do i agree um 
but yeah, man, um, especially in our community too, a lot of, there's still a lot of work that needs to be done when it comes to just raising awareness about it. And, you know, how do you deal with people around you that are, that are going through depression? How do you, you know, what are the right things to say? What are the right things to do? What is the right protocol? You know, um, I feel like, in 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 the desi community in the I, I feel like even in minority communities in general um it's something that needs a lot of work there's a it lot of does. education and awareness that needs to go in still um i feel like our parents generation there were probably so many people that suffered from it but were never diagnosed or even never even felt like they could self-diagnose and never treated like you know they basically just lived with it. No one ever did anything about it. You know what I mean? Right. And that's so sad to think about. Like, we're, in that sense, we're so blessed that, you know, so many people in this generation are now discovering, you know, if, if they have the illness or whatever, if they're dealing with depression or anxiety or whatever, and there's resources, you know, like they can go to therapy, they can go to medicine route if they need to. And, you know things like that so it's it's insane in the membrane <laughs> yeah and uh, i was watching an interview with chance the rapper on i think it was ellen or something like that uh-huh might, might have been earlier today actually he's one of those people who obviously is very philanthropic given his success like he gives back to the community quite a bit you know he donated a yeah. million dollars to chicago schools yeah he's also donated like a million dollars towards mental health research oh nice okay so you know because you brought the topic up i think it's it's important to understand that there is things people can do to contribute towards figuring out how to help people who suffer from mental health issues right i think that's i i feel like people think that oh the you know it's mental yeah i mean sorry it's mental health it's personal you know whatever that person is dealing with it's that person's kind of issue to deal with yeah seek you know whatever help they need etc etc but that's not truly the case right Mm. if we going back to your your reference to cancer if we were to band together and really get everybody behind the cancer cause right yeah we can easily do the same for mental health it's the this is the downside of living in a capitalist society is that at the end of the day all of this shit comes down to numbers which is which is fucking you know it's savage but that's that's the world we live in right like how much funding does you know uh how how much funding do programs that uh help people with mental health, uh, health illnesses have you know what i mean like how many nonprofits are there that are just focused on this specific cause how many uh you know how many government grants are being assigned to just this specific type of thing all this shit matters you know what i mean so like that's the downside like at the end of the day all this shit comes down to as money and numbers, but hopefully, you know, um, in the coming years and the coming generations, like, you know, there'll be more awareness and there'll be more work being put towards this cause. Um, it's definitely something that's very close to my heart. Um, and, um, yeah, it's, it's gonna, it's a good month just to reflect. I feel like, um, taking this time to just look back and, uh, think about like you know um 
what it was like to go through such a dark time and now mm. be at a better place. Like one of my ther- my therapist says not one. <laughs> There's only one. <laughs> I don't have multiple therapists. My you therapist have a team dedicated towards it. <laughs> <laughs> my therapist says this one thing that like always resonates with me. Uh, she always says progress is not linear. And she talks about how like she's like, you know, you'll have setbacks and that's a part of life and realize that, you know, sometimes you'll take 10 steps forward and like five steps back or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she was like, you have to realize that you've come a really long way and you've progressed a lot and it's normal to have setbacks. So for anybody out there that's listening that suffers from anything like this, man, just always remember progress is not linear you know it's okay to have some setbacks uh you just dust yourself off and keep keep on going keep on trekking along which is uh which is a good segue into uh tonight at midnight in two hours grow through what you go through new memories by Fateh is out yes sir we've been waiting for this for a while now so (laughs) or at least the release we've been waiting for yes oh yeah you heard it finally huh I got the link on Saturday, so nice. uh, I spent the weekend listening to it. Yeah, awesome. and uh, I don't know if we want to go through and do a full review now or wait. No, nah, let's hold off until it. yeah. Let's hold off until okay. you know other people have an opinion on it as well. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's let's do a full. We'll do a full thing next week. We'll go through the album. Yo, maybe we'll get him on. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds even better. Right. Yeah, that'll be great. We could do that. So um, everybody has homework. All you listeners tonight, <laughs> you have homework. Once this album drops tonight at twelve, or yeah, tonight twelve oh one a.m. Yep. Make sure you set your alarms. Um, your homework is to listen to the album and provide us with your comments on the album. I'm sure you'll give him your comments, Jafate. I mean directly, but uh, you know via social media. But yeah, let us know too, right? Because if we if we want to talk about it next week, we want to incorporate. Yeah, you, know, you guys have to say about it as well, and you know, try to make it nice because if we do have him on, we're not going to be trying to say some foul shit to his face, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and send us your questions if there's some questions you want us to ask him. Um, we'll we'll throw those in because we're going to be asked. We're just going to be having a casual conversation about the album, about whatever comes naturally. Um, but yeah, throw some questions uh, in the comments in our DMs, mm-hmm. and we'll we'll ask those questions. Have you ever gotten a DM from anybody who listens and given you like feedback or anything? Uh, yeah, a few actually. Have yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, not lately. I had early on, but uh, not not so much lately. Uh, I got a few, quite a few actually, after the Dill Mill episode. <laughs> <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, but none since. <laughs> no, not. I mean, I've gotten a few things. Like I talk to people here and there. They all have you know different things to say about it and it's yeah. great like it's great feedback yeah um i was just having a conversation with somebody earlier and she was telling me how she was thinking about having or starting her own podcast or just wanted to know somebody else who was doing it personally right because you know if for the for creatives it's a space where there's not a lot of us out here yet on the podcast yeah. world it may yeah. seem like everybody has a podcast these days and yeah. maybe that could be true but how many people do you know listeners that have podcasts yeah you know so it, I, th- I think it's like one of those things where we want to be able to interact with our audience as much as we want to talk about the things that we talk about right we want to like we always say on every episode we want it to be a conversation so hit us up let us know what you think about everything you know 
if you have yeah. an interesting topic in mind that you want us to address, hit us up. Let us know. Yep. Uh, that that actually uh, what we uh, cater to. So <laughs> <laughs> that actually also brings up uh, what we posted the other day. Uh, we just hit a thousand streams on uh, SoundCloud, so that's pretty good. Yes, sir. Round of applause here. <laughs> it's definitely not all me. I'm definitely not playing it every day, twenty four seven, trying to <laughs> run up the stream numbers. So. <laughs> <laughs> He just he just uh, plays it on his laptop at home and then leaves <laughs> for the day and it's just on a loop. I have a click farm in Kazakhstan that's uh, just getting us the streams. They're like Although, they're like said, how many streams do you want? Ten, one point. I'm like, nah, just make it realistic. Just one thousand. That's it. <laughs> let's start with a thousand. <laughs> no, but shout out to the listeners, man. We wouldn't be yeah, at those no. numbers without you guys. Um, yeah. I didn't think we'd ever get that far, to be honest. At least not this soon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nah, it's cool, man. I'm glad people like listening to us talk. Um, what else did you want to talk about? Football is back, dude. Dude, I'm so excited. I've never been happier. I say that's a lie. Um, <laughs> we just talked about our happy moments early on. <laughs> um, yeah. No, I mean I'm happy in the sense that, yeah, in terms of sports, I yeah. only really watch football and basketball. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Same. Those are the only two sports I really follow. Yeah. But when basketball is not around and then football is like still in its off season, there's a dull period of time. You know, summer's winding down. It's about to be fall. You want to you, you want to be able to sit back and watch some football, right? That's yep. what you do with the fall. Yep. So I'm excited, man. Week 1 yep. just passed. My team was shitty. Your My team, team was shitty. Oh man! We both lost both, to division rivals. Both those games were so bad. Like, are you I don't doing know any? You... Uh, are you doing any fantasy leagues? No, man. I can't. I have no time in my life at all. I'm literally like working fourteen, fifteen hour days till. Bro, it's it's a once a week thing. I don't have the time. This is a <laughs> once a week thing, and I barely have time for this. <laughs> this is true for, for all you people listening. <laughs> We all, uh, Thunder loves to reschedule on me. Hey, I still make it happen, man. One way or another, we make it. Yeah, you come through. But I pulled through, man. Sometimes a day later. (laughs) Dedicated to this shit, okay? Yeah, yeah. People need to know what I think about sacred games. We finally got you to stop, you know, appearing on other people's podcasts and. (laughs) Committing yourself to this one and being loyal, you know? (laughs) Finally. So in fact, you commitment. and I do have a baby. This is our baby. Yeah, yeah. You Aww. need to be present for your baby, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once a week. This is like the best parental situation ever. It's like once a week, I need to be responsible for this. Sure, you have uh, custodial rights. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, um, man, football. Football is finally back. And have you been following all this uh, Antonio Brown? I dilemma situation whatever in the form of my whatsapp groups blowing up <laughs> so i haven't actually followed it but people in all these different whatsapp groups are basically like talking a lot about it and uh um it's been very interesting can you fill me in just sure play, sure play little, by play. Little background for you as well as for some of the listeners although i think yes. it's also for you um <laughs> So Antonio know. Brown, you know, you know, he's been on the P- Pittsburgh Steelers for quite some time. Last, over the offseason, he was traded to the Raiders. Uh-huh. Um, 
and he was going through some i think he was coming back from an injury or foot injury or something like that and does he have a ring was he the was he part of the steelers when they won the super bowl i think he joined the team right after they won like the season after i believe i could be wrong i don't remember exactly what year yeah but my guess is he was not on the team yet all right but anyway I, i will check he joined the Raiders in the offseason okay. you know, out of Oakland. Yeah. He basically got a, a great contract. It was a two-year deal with a bunch of guaranteed money. I think it was like $30 million, somewhere around uh-huh. there. He pretty much was just a headache for the Raiders <clears throat> from the minute he kind of stepped into the role of you know, their star wide receiver, you know, wide receiver Why? one. Because first issue was he was coming back from injury. He was doing some cryotherapy uh-huh. thing, and he ended up getting... Uh, frostbite on his feet what which is fuck? dumb oh, as hell oh, because okay. if you do cryotherapy right yeah. you know, deep freeze therapy yeah if yeah, you do yeah, cryotherapy yeah. you're supposed to keep your socks on how do you not know that <laughs> i've never done it and i know that <laughs> um, but after that he started creating like a whole ordeal over the helmet he was wearing so wow. the nfl changed the uh, the helmets that the players were using to kind of better protect against concussions and all that yeah and he decided he wants to wear his old helmet because he feels more comfortable in it his head doesn't like you know it doesn't hurt his head or whatever Uh so instead of trying to get used to a new one he signed he filed a petition with the nfl to let him wear his old one oh shit okay (laughs) so before this guy is even able to step out on the field for his new team he's been in the news just you know stirring up the drama and it just being extra, right? Yeah, Essentially, yeah. that's what it comes down to. And yeah. if you watch Hard Knocks on HBO, like yeah. you can see some of this happening. People were excited to see him play in Oakland. Just never yeah. happened. So anyway, later on, he got, <clears throat> I think he skipped a preseason practice, something like that. Yeah. He got fined. I'm sure. Right? Okay. They sent a, by the team, uh, they sent a letter to him and said that he would be fined or whatever. Yeah. He took offense to that, posted the letter on his Instagram. Oh, this part I remember. Okay. Yeah. So he posted a letter on Instagram. Now yeah. again, the GM is like, "What the hell? Like, this is, yeah. you know, team situation. So you keep it within the team. Why are you publicizing it?" Yeah. And I don't think I've ever seen anybody publicize something like that before. Yeah. So this was definitely unprecedented. Now, if you're the GM of a team and you see something like that, you're not going to be happy. So yeah. naturally, yeah. they called him in. They got into a heated argument about it, uh-huh. and. AB Antonio Brown threw around some derogatory terms towards the GM. Oh, shit. <laughs> right. He got into it, into it. Yeah, like got they with the literally GM. got into it. So he basically requested to be released at that point. Oh, wow. He no longer wanted to be on the team. Wow. Does now, he still get paid? No. no so what happens is he, if he doesn't participate in any preseason, yeah. his, his guaranteed money situation gets voided. Oh, okay. Right? So he left a lot of money on the table. Oh, wow. And just by not showing up. Yeah, just by not by not participating, by you know being a nuisance to the team, a distraction. Yeah. You know, it's just a lot of negative press around him and the team in general before the season even started. So yeah, you know, if you're an organization that's trying to go ahead and win a championship, yeah, how how do you expect to do that when all the attention is on uh, things that this are outside of fucking seven-time Pro Bowl player? It's crazy. That's another thing, man. I, I feel like because of how like successful and he's been prominent the... he is as a wide receiver, 
Yeah, he's, yeah, he's definitely a veteran, but he's been around for nine years. Yeah, but on top it's, of that, he's one of the best. Yeah, right. And so because he's one of the best, I feel like you know some of it has gotten to his head where he feels yeah. like he can do whatever he wants and be whoever he wants. Yeah, no consequences. Now he's learning the consequences, right? Mm, yeah. So anyway, he requested to be released, and yeah. sure enough, the team that always picks up the scraps. The New England Patriots. <laughs> yeah, because they they need wide receivers. Oh, they need wide receivers because they don't have you know Edelman and Josh Gordon and you know. Yeah, everyone. And oh, they had they had Demarius Thomas too. Didn't they have uh, what's his name? Um, well, also Gronk is pretty much a receiver, like an amazing receiver. Well, Gronk retired, so he's no longer playing. Oh, that's right. That happened last year. Yeah, so After he's the- he's contemplating potentially coming back he's still in like playing or football shape or whatever yeah but what who about, knows? uh <clears throat> did you already say edelman yes edelman julian edelman yeah who also has his own documentary on are we missing Chicago. anybody <laughs> no that's cool. it oh, okay cool that we know of yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> so i heard rumors that like apparently the the patriots were like helping him finesse this whole situation because they kind of had already shook hands on the side saying, Hey, if you get released, we'll, we're giving you the job. We'll pick you up. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure there is some truth to that because usually what happens is as an agent, right? If you can foresee what's about to happen to your, your client, you want to prepare them for that situation and Uh, make sure that whatever happens, you you know, they're going to be taken care of. Because oh, as an okay. agent, so, so right, he, their success is your success too. Yeah. So he might so, have like started shopping him around, like yeah, just like you know, putting out feelers, like hey, if he's yeah. released, because yeah. they probably knew he was going to request the release, right? Gotcha. So that's why Jerry Rice, right, like Hall of Fame wide yeah. receiver, used to play for the Raiders. Yeah. He played says Niners that too, it was right? a, Niners is really where he uh, won all of his Super Bowls, but right, right, right. He also played for the Raiders, and you know, AB having just left the Raiders, he felt like that this situation with the Patriots was preordained, meaning uh, that he had set yeah. it up or already knew at some point or saw on some level, yeah, before or maybe after he signed with the Raiders or sometime during preseason that he was going to leave or request to be released and then go to the Patriots. Interesting. Right? Oh, okay. Okay. Because he wants to win a championship, maybe he feels like Tom Brady is the best <laughs> way to the get place there. to go. Right? Yeah. And shout out That's to Tom Brady, man. As much as I hate the Patriots, forty-two-year-olds oh should yeah. not be playing in the NFL, but he's doing his thing, man. It's Still crazy. Fucking killing it. Still getting championships. I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, he's uh, he's found the fountain of youth, I guess. But <laughs> so anyway, it continues, right? It doesn't end there. Once he joins the Patriots. Yeah. Literally, he's been on the Patriots for what, 48 hours now? Maybe a little uh, bit longer? Yeah. Within 24 hours or so, we all got notifications that he had been accused of rape on three different incidents. What? Yes. I did not hear about this. What? This was yeah. all over the news all day yesterday, man. Even today, they were talking about I didn't hear about this. Oh, so my his God. Former trainer yeah. um, has basically. Can, uh, what's it called? Accused him of uh, attempting to rape her. Wow. On I think three That's separate insane. occasions. So he's fucked. Well, there's another twist to the story because this guy is just 
he's more interesting than season two of Sacred Games. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, honestly. Yeah. Because now what they're saying is, or his lawyer and he, he are claiming that this personal trainer had wanted to invest or started some business some time back and asked AB to invest a certain amount of money. I think it was like $1.6 million or something in their business venture. Uh, and, and he said no. He must have said no. She took oh, it wow. the wrong way or offensively or whatever. They had a yeah. falling out. A couple of years later, they reconnect and she becomes his trainer again. Uh-huh. And these are the like this is that time period where now she's say, stating that those attempted rapes happened. Oh wow! Right, that's crazy. But his lawyer and he are saying that this is an attempt at a money grab. Right, it's an extortion plot. Yeah. Um, you know, she's basically just trying to get something Damn. out of it. This dude is not leaving the press anytime. Soon. Right, but like He's... this former trainer of her of his, she was basically asking him for one point six million dollars, three hundred thousand dollars of which was supposed to be used to buy her mom's house right what the fuck <laughs> and then there was a certain amount of other money that she needed to pay off some kind of debt right so all of this oh, was included yeah, in that just, so she was basically like using him as like a personal yeah, finance yeah. machine right yes. when he found out what was going on or what was going to happen with his money he yeah. said no and this was kind of the aftermath and reaction to it now there's we don't have any proof of the story one way or another yet and it'll be interesting to see how things unfold. My guess is we probably won't see too much of it because most of these things j- tend to get settled out of court and out yeah. of the public view. Yeah. You know, I.e. Kobe Bryant's rape case in Colorado. Oh, Who remembers that one from back in the day? <laughs> I do not. <laughs> but yeah, I mean. Damn, that's crazy. I don't know, man. Football's back, but like, there's yeah, like this way too much drama around with it. Kind of interesting. I think it's just. (laughs) I think it's also because like they've maximized television now. You know, I feel like back back when we just had basic cable, football had dedicated amounts of media time, like airtime. You know what I mean? Like, hey, all right, all right, guys, you get. You get, you know, Sunday pretty much all day. You get a couple of hours on Monday night, and that's it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and our guy here in-house will cover the news, uh, will cover sports, you know, during the news hours. And that was it. Now it's like you have channels and channels that are dedicated just to cover sports. And how much are you going to cover? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's only 16 games every every week and uh there's only so many highlights you can cover or whatever so now that there's all this airtime people are just like okay we need we need to fucking just you know get as many stories as we possibly can that are even remotely interested like remotely connected to football you know what i mean um I mean, these kinds of issues have always been well thing is this right nfl is the most popular uh league or association for a major sport in the u.s yeah it's also the, the highest grossing in terms yeah. of money every year right yeah so when you know that that exists and going back to your point earlier about how we're all we're in a capitalistic market those yeah. are the things that speak volumes right yeah so when things are happening within that kind of sport naturally anything outside of football is also just as interesting because not only does it affect that player outside of the sport but it also affects them within their their yeah. uh, team yeah. dynamic and and the sport overall, right? Yeah. 
these domestic violence cases that we've seen in the past. Uh, this issue now with the rape. Yeah. There's a lot of these things happening, you know? Yeah. It's crazy. But Shit. It's crazy, man. Like I said, man, I'm just glad football is back. Yeah. Sure, there's a little bit of drama attached to it, but when yeah. isn't there drama, right? There's always when something going on. Yeah, this is so true, man. It gives us something to talk about. I need a backup team to watch. I might just start start watching the Eagles. I don't know. I'll just make them my team. Ew, can you not? <laughs> Who else? Give me a team. You can't, you can't pick a division rival. Give me a team, team, and I will be their fan. Patriots? Okay, I can pick any team? <laughs> no. Pick me, give me a winning team. I'm tired right, of right, watching let me, my team. let me think. Let me think. Let me think. Who's a good team that's actually going to win this season that I can start I can Okay, start are you saying that you just want to be a front runner? Yes. Okay, then obviously that's only leaves the Patriots or maybe the Saints. Saints, really? Or the Eagles? What about um, the Browns were supposed to be like amazing this year? Bro, so, trash. <laughs> yeah, what happened? OBJ? What happened to ex-giant OBJ? He didn't perform. No, he did fine. <laughs> Baker Mayfield did not do well. <laughs> he threw three interceptions and one touchdown. Oh, my God. Jeez. But you know what's an interesting team to watch? I think you should be a fan of this team as your backup team, the Minnesota Vikings. Oh, because Kirk Cousins, Captain Kirk. I like well, Captain Kirk, man. We that's not why. Not because that's your former quarterback, but... <laughs> Yo, but even, isn't Kevin Rudolph still on that team? Yes, he is. I love that guy. That guy used to get me so many fantasy points back. Yeah, he got me day. zero points this week. Oh, well, he's good. He's a good tight end. Um, but they have Stephon Diggs. They have Adam Thielen. Yeah, yes, they're, they're a good team. They're a young team. Yeah, Dalton Cook, dude, uh, Deshaun Jackson is back with the Eagles. He murdered us. Oh my god, he went. Well, your secondary deep. sucks. So yeah, <laughs> he, what are you talking about? We're supposed to have like the highest gross uh, grossing fucking secondary guy, and he was trash. Norman, Josh Norman. Well, you can't rely on one quarterback. Yeah, what's his name? Tried Dunbar. He's new. He's new-ish. He's been in the league, I think, like three years now, two, three years. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man. It was really disappointing. They they basically wore out our defense. Like for anybody that watched that game, the Redskins uh, Redskins Eagles game, they like fucking wore down our defense. They took the entire third quarter. This is a beating sun on their heads, and just like drove them down the field. By that time, they were done they were just like you could do whatever now we're, we're done yeah and that's how they came back and killed we were winning 17-0 17-0 i was like oh is this my team winning 17-0 nah can't be we're gonna lose this game yeah and rest <laughs> is sure we fucking lost the game can i tell you what i did the other day what? i was watching that game right yeah because giants games it wasn't until four yeah, yeah and yeah. uh they were down 17 nothing or whatever the eagles yeah and i messaged my like other group chat that i have with my friends yeah and some of them are like eagles fans right yeah and i was like yo the eagles suck right yeah. i was i was so determined that the eagles were gonna be bad this season right oh my god worst mistake sure ever. enough i put too much faith in the redskins <laughs> and thought they could at least preserve a lead no even nope. <laughs> in our college friends group chat there's basically uh let's see two of us that are redskins fans majority all eagles fans one ravens fan and when we were all watching the game um me and me and the other redskins fan we were like 
yeah, don't get too excited, guys. We're probably going to lose this game. Because <laughs> they were all like, oh, man, what's going on? We're losing 17-0. We're like, don't yeah. worry, guys. Have faith. <laughs> Dude, it's not easier being a Giants fan. Giants oh, suck, too. <laughs> it is not. Yeah, it is not. The what was the score on that game? Was, uh, that was um, 30 to 13, I think. Ah, jeez. Yeah, I think it was 30 to 13. But How about the Ravens? 52 to something? What was the score? <laughs> Yeah, I don't even remember the score, but it was 52-something. But Lamar Jackson, dude, five touchdowns. Five touchdowns. And he's not supposed to be. And four of them were in the air. Granted, it was Miami, but still. Still, man. He's not really a real quarterback. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's not bad for a running back. (laughs) (laughs) Four touchdowns, not bad. There was another high-scoring game. Uh, Oh, shit, I forgot. Oh, damn. I forgot now. Oh, well. Anyway, this has been a good episode. I yeah. think it's a good time to, good place to end it. We're excited for football. Excited for our friends having babies. Excited for everything else. Um, new television. There's going to be a lot of new shows coming out this month. It's back to school. It's um, around that time of the year. So I'm excited, man. All good things. Yes, and uh, Dunmuth is going to be taking a very interesting trip to L.A. this weekend. Oh, yeah, Next that's week, right. That's make sure right. you tune in because we will be talking about it and recapping. Yes. Um, hopefully he comes back with some ridiculous stories, so encourage him to do stupid shit out there. <laughs> Just don't get arrested. No, 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 100%. Uh, but, yeah, I'm excited. Go to L.A. I'm going to be at B-Funk Fest on Saturday at the Family Style Food Festival on Sunday. And it's a short trip. I'll be back Monday. Uh, but, yeah, and hopefully we have Fatih on the episode next week. That'd be cool. Yeah, let me, uh, let's, let's, let's try to set that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for tuning in, man. Someone do you want to add anything? We good? No, just, you know, thank you for your patronage. Thank you for supporting us. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for your patronage. (laughs) Why are you laughing, bro? I don't don't understand. This this is a funny thing to say. I've never heard anybody actually say that. I've only seen it in signs. I'm trying out new words, okay? (laughs) I'm trying out new words. No, I was kidding. Yeah, I've only seen that in restaurants. But anyway, yeah. (laughs) Shout out to you guys for listening, supporting us. Um, let's get to Aham 2000 Brahmasmi, streams. Hey, hey, <laughs> all right, everybody. Aham Brahmasmi. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna cut thank this you guys. Off. <laughs> no, thank you guys for tuning in to yet another episode of yet another podcast with your boys, Summit and Thunmit. We're out this bitch. Peace, peace. Classics. Classics.